Welcome to the New York State Bar Association's Miranda Warnings, where we debate, discuss, and dive into law-related issues important to all of us. I'm Dave Miranda, past president of the New York State Bar Association and partner at the intellectual property law firm of Heslin, Rothenberg, Farley, and Messier. This week on Miranda Warnings, we're very pleased to have Jack Newton, the CEO and co-founder of legal tech provider Clio, C-L-I-O, Clio. Jack, welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us here on Miranda Warnings. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Clio's work uh, with New York State Bar Association on its new pro bono initiative. But first, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about Clio and the work you're doing. Your company was launched in 2008 as uh, one of the first cloud-based law practice management uh, companies. Tell us a little bit about uh, that start and uh, the the interests for lawyers that you serve. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm a, a technologist by training and, and back in 2007, I uh, saw the gigantic opportunity that the, the cloud presented to uh, really transform legal for for the better and saw, um, you know, the outdated, hard to use, fairly expensive on-premise systems that that many law firms were were forced to use and uh, or in many cases chose not to use at all and simply stuck with, you know, pen and paper and ad hoc systems and thought, you know, the cloud could could really transform uh, an industry for the better and 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 saw saw this opportunity and got to got to work on it. And in 2008, uh, at the ABA Tech Show, we launched Clio. And and Clio, uh, at that time, was the, the very first cloud-based practice management system in the world. And it was, it was really quite exciting to, to chart new territory with that, uh, with that product and, and to navigate all, all of the early challenges around cloud adoption and legal and, and, and helped. Um, I, I, something I'm really proud of actually is, is how we helped, you know, educate the space and we worked with bar associations. We worked with uh, some of the ethics bodies that were examining the, the security and ethics implications of the cloud for, for legal professionals and, uh, and, and really helped, I think, drive uh, cloud adoption in, uh, in legal. And I, I think if there's a moment that, uh, we can all appreciate what what the benefits of the cloud are. It's it's in the midst of this this pandemic where where the the, the difference between you know law firms that that survive and, and maybe even thrive versus those that that weaken and, and maybe even die over the course of this uh, this crisis will be around technology adoption and in particular around cloud based technology adoption. Right. So I'm really intrigued by this pen and paper technology that you're talking about. I, I, it sounds like <laughs> something I'd like to give a try to and, and, and in this time of, you know, remote working, maybe, maybe hang up my stone and chisel uh, right, right. Uh, for this new pen and paper that you, you, you talk about. So, you know, <laughs> it's interesting that, you know, lawyers are historically slow to adapt to technology not that they can't adapt and the you know lawyers are obviously uh very smart and many are very innovative uh as well but i think as a group we haven't been you know out front on technology 
but we've kind of been thrown into this, thrown into the deep end of the pool here uh, with this shutdown and remote working. Um, what are you seeing on the ground uh, with respect to lawyers' needs uh, uh, with respect to technology and how they're uh, adapting to it? Yeah, so I've got a, a couple of observations based on your question there. I, I think that lawyers actually get too negative of a rap for, for being technology laggards and, and for being uh, resistant to technical change. I, I actually believe a healthy portion of that uh, historically has rested on the legal tech industry for making, you know, frankly, really crappy products that are hard to use and overpriced. And I think lawyers will move rapidly to technologies that are, uh, have great user experiences and are powerful and, and help them do a better job of delivering services to their clients and help them do it in a more productive and efficient manner. And uh, I think all you need to look at is the, you know, 2009, 2010 transition from the BlackBerry to the iPhone, which was a very swift one uh, in, in the legal industry where, you know, I remember it was the same time I, I started giving CLE seminars and you just saw entire crowds of people going from being 100% BlackBerry to 100% uh, iPhone because it was a, a better technology and, and uh, offered a better user experience. So I, I think that lawyers will use technology when they are offered a, a technology that is going to give them superpowers is, is one way I, I like to think about it. If you're a technology provider, you're saying this technology is going to offer you a, a 2% ROI. It, it's just not compelling enough. But I, I, I think to to almost frame the way things that, that Richard Susskin does around the, the technology promise is one of delivering legal services in a way that they've never been delivered before. That's truly where technology can step in and, and offer something truly amazing. And, you know, to your, to your second question around what are we seeing around technology adoption in this pandemic? I think it has been a catalyst for many lawyers to experiment uh, with with ways of working, technology and otherwise that they uh, they never would have experimented with, and I think one of the great liberating forces of this of this crisis, if we can look for the the silver lining, is that it gives the profession one permission to experiment, permission to try new things, and and more than ever, I think we've got permission to fail from our colleagues and, and our clients where they're, everyone's just trying to make things work. So if you try a Zoom call with a client as an alternative to an in-person meeting, I think the clients are gonna be more willing than ever to accommodate that. And uh, similarly, I, I think lawyers and clients alike are gonna discover, hey, maybe this is actually a better way of interacting with one another rather than me spending 45 minutes driving to your your downtown Manhattan office space that you're spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to, to support. I was just as happy doing a zoom call out of your home office. Um, and, and I didn't have to commute. It was easier for me. It was easier for you. And it helped lower the cost structure of you delivering your legal services to me. And, and I think we're going to see these light bulb moments across the industry on so many fronts. I think there's many law firms that the idea of, 
remote work and the idea of their employees working from home, their, the idea of a fully distributed workforce uh, would have been anathema, you know, uh, two months ago. And, and now they're six, seven weeks into the lockdown and realizing, wow, my team can actually work really effectively remotely. And, and maybe I, I've heard, you know, some law firm partners uh, comment on this to, to me as well. They're actually seeing increases in productivity. Uh, you're, you're also seeing, I think, on the client side, I, I heard a prominent VC in the, the Valley get interviewed on Kara Swisher's podcast um, recently. And, and his comment was he, he works with one of the very top tier uh, law firms in, in Silicon Valley. And, and his comment was, I, I'm finding I'm getting better service, more responsive service, uh, and more so-called FaceTime via these Zoom calls with my, uh, with my lawyers at this firm than I was pre-COVID-19. And my hope is that they've actually figured out a better way of delivering their legal services to me um, through these improved technologies. Uh, and, and that, that, that is something that is maintained beyond this, this crisis. And his, his secondary comment, by the way, was, and I also hope they walk away from that million dollar a year lease they've got in the, the Transamerica Tower in downtown right. San Francisco because, because I don't want that office as, as overhead in my legal fees. So I, I think there's just an unbelievably exciting moment that's upon us where uh, we're seeing the industry go through the most rapid period of technological change in its history. And it's, it's, you know, unfortunately, due to a pandemic that's exacting a steep economic and humanitarian toll. But yep. if there's a line to all of this, uh, it, it's that we are uh, undertaking a grand experiment and, and learning a lot of very useful things, I think, that will have a permanent and positive impact on the industry. Yeah, I, th I agree. I think that lawyers uh, and clients are are being involved in, you know, remote conferencing and uh, uh, distance uh, communication where they might have felt before, oh, no, we couldn't do that or that wouldn't work. And now they're forced to do it and it's working. Uh, I'm intrigued by the technology you said that was going to give lawyers superpowers. Um, which ones are those? Well, I, I think that you look at anything that, you know, I'll tell you the way I frame the work we do at Clio as an example, where a lot of, a lot of product companies think about how do I make my product look awesome to my prospective customers? So in Clio's case, how do I make Clio look awesome to a lawyer or, or any other legal professional? But, but the lens I actually use that is actually a, a much more powerful lens, I think, is instead, how do I... How do I make my clients, how do I make my customers look awesome to their clients? So, so, so put another way, if, if you're a Clio customer, how do I make you look like you have superpowers to your clients? How do I help you gain a competitive advantage in the marketplace just by virtue of being a Clio customer? And how, how do I help you deliver better service to your clients? And I'll I'll give you a few examples of what that looks like, especially in the uh, the COVID nineteen era, where the way I the way I describe what we're seeing as transformation in the industry is that every law firm 
is having to make the transition to being a cloud-based distributed law firm. And, and part of that is thinking about how do you, how do you intake clients online? You, you need to think about how are you acquiring clients online? And we have a product called Clio Grow that allows you to uh, do all of your client acquisition online. We help you track which marketing channels are producing an ROI for you. We help you have a completely seamless intake process. Uh, think about scheduling. So uh, a normally very painful part of intake for a new client is scheduling that initial intake meeting, scheduling the, the onboarding session. And uh, everyone's gone through the the, the, the email back and forth of how does Thursday at 2 p.m. work? Sorry, that doesn't work. How about Friday at 8 a.m.? Sorry, I'm booked. How about? And, and studies, by the way, have shown that the average length of that back and forth is eight emails. So you and your client are burning eight emails to schedule uh, that, uh, that meeting. Um, right. we, offer, we offer a tool called Clio Scheduler that is part of that intake process. It's very much like a Calendly, if, if your listeners are, are familiar with that tool. But basically, you hook it up to your Clio calendar, or we integrate with Google Calendar and other tools, and you've got complete visibility of your calendar, minus whatever you decide to block out as work time and so on. And your client just picks an appointment slot, like the way you would pick an appointment slot uh, with, with a dentist with an online scheduling tool. And... And that's integrated with electronic payments and uh, your, your client can make, you know, if you have a, a consultation fee or if you want them to pay an initial retainer, that can all be done electronically by credit card over the web as part of this integrated intake tool. So that's the intake piece of where you can look like you have superpowers to your clients. And then once you're delivering work product to them, the idea of a secure client portal and a secure uh, virtual environment to interact with your client uh, is really important. So we have a secure client portal called Clio Connect that allows you to do online collaboration in a secure end-to-end -end encrypted way. We integrate deeply with Zoom so that you can have uh, you know integrated video conversations with your your clients as part of those conversations. And then finally, when we get to the the, the all important moment of, of getting paid for the legal services you've delivered. Uh, you know, a really slick and great online experience for bill payment is more important than ever. And I've talked to lots of law firms that are having cash flow issues because the checks from their clients are trapped in PO boxes they can't access or in mailboxes and workplaces that are inaccessible, you name it. And we really need every law firm to be accepting accepting online payments today uh, and our, our Clio payments tool um, allows for that. And, and maybe a final example of, of some of the small things that make you look really great for your clients is, is having things like electronic signatures integrated into your workflows. And, and it's another, another piece that we've integrated deeply into both Clio Grow and Clio Manage, uh, which is an integrated e-signature tool that, you don't need to worry about getting wet signatures on documents. You can easily get those, those signatures uh, electronically. And it's a great client experience. And you end up with clients that are more likely to uh, you know, become repeat clients and more likely to refer uh, other, other potential clients to you and more likely to leave you positive reviews online where, where you'll, you'll, you'll see the long-term positive halo effect of delivering that, 
that great client experience. So, so that's, that's what I mean when I, when I talk about superpowers. Right. Well, that, I mean, that sounds, that sounds wonderful. I was hoping it was going to be something like x-ray vision or flying <laughs> or something, but uh, that's good too. Um, client intake is also good. Uh, and so, you know, what's important. And I think what I want to, I'd like to talk about is you're taking the technology that you've developed that you've, worked with you know law firms uh, around uh, the world uh, to utilize and now you're you're taking this technology the client intake information the law practice management technology and you're working with the New York State Bar Association on its new pro bono initiative uh, to assist those impacted by the coronavirus so now that we're having these superpowers that you give to your to the law firms are now uh, being provided to the New York State Bar Association in its uh, quest to assist those impacted by the coronavirus. So tell us a little bit about that project, which obviously is very important uh, these times and is doing some good, uh, both for the legal profession and for the public who's really in need at this time. Yeah, absolutely. And and this was a, a project we were really happy to get to get the call from uh, from Pam McDevitt, the executive director at the the New York State Bar Association, um, and I, I think with this this looming uh, deluge of of New Yorkers that are looking for legal assistance to help navigate their employment uh, uh, insurance and and otherwise the the, the myriad uh, legal issues that. That New Yorkers are going to be trying to get get handled, often on a pro bono basis. Um, Pam looked at this the scale of this of this problem and um, re- reached out to me to 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 see if Clio could uh, could help. And I I think what Pam had the the early insight around was the the cloud and the scalability of cloud based solutions is going to be key to managing the the scale of what I think can accurately be described probably as the the largest legal aid initiative in uh, in, in US history and and you know in New York in particular looking at a scale of cases that could easily number in the the hundreds of thousands if not if not millions of cases that need serviced and uh, coincidentally, you know, when, when Pam reached out to me about, uh, you know, two, uh, two and a half weeks ago, uh, we were midway through collaborating with Paladin, uh, and the American Bar Association on, uh, on a, a, a program to bring, uh, some of these pro bono access tools to, uh, at a national level. Uh, with the with the ABA, although it was a much smaller scale, smaller in scope technical project than what we ended up doing with the New York State Bar Association, and but I had built a, a relationship with Kristen Sonday, the the CEO of of Paladin over the years, and we'd always wanted to uh, to to work together, uh, and and we ended up having you know the opportunity to get work work together uh, really forged. Uh, as part of this uh, this New York State Bar Association uh, pro bono initiative, and and the way that the technical pieces came together, you know, I, I after P- Pam reached out to me, I reached out to Kristen and said, hey, here's here's the way this could work. We we could have 
the the intake form that is that that New Yorkers needing legal assistance will fill out hosted on the Clio Grow platform, which which is a cloud-based intake tool for for law firms. And the way we would adapt it in this situation is that Clio Grow would be actually used by the New York State Bar Association and they would take these these requests for legal assistance and triage them and 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 route them to uh, to volunteer lawyers that were in turn recruited by the the Paladin platform. So so Paladin has a a platform that is used by by law firms to help uh, connect their lawyers with with pro bono cases that they uh, they essentially select out of a uh, an interface of of pro bono projects that in many cases are are sourced from legal service organizations and and, and essentially it helps match make and connect uh, a pro bono case with a, a volunteer lawyer that's willing to to work on it and and the way that we we we, we coupled our two solutions together is is to say Clio and Clio Grow will be intaking these potentially hundreds of thousands of cases from uh, from this intake form that's living in in the cloud that that New Yorkers are being directed to by the by the governor's office and and otherwise. We will then take those cases. The New York State Bar Association staff will will triage those and then route them to uh, the the thousand plus volunteer lawyers that that will have recruited from the um, from from the Paladin side and and the really cool part that uh, that that rounds out this whole workflow uh, is that as a volunteer lawyer accepts a case that's coming in from the Clio Grow intake process, uh, we automatically provision them a free Clio Manage license and allow them to securely access the case details that have been submitted through the secure intake form on the Clio Grow side. So all of the volunteer lawyers, we've right now got over 800 volunteer lawyers that have been recruited. That number will, will top a thousand uh, very shortly. All thousand of those volunteer lawyers will have free Clio accounts that we've provided uh, for, for them to undertake this, uh, this, this pro bono work in a, in a secure way. Uh, and to collaborate and interact with the, the the clients on the other side of this in a in a secure and compliant fashion as well. So, um, you know what what really blew me away with this this whole initiative, by the way, was was the timeline we we as a team worked against both the Clio, the the New York State Bar Association, and the Paladin teams went from idea that this could be a way to solve this problem to an implemented solution in less than a week, uh, which, which is, you know, by any measure, uh, an incredibly fast turnaround time for a, a technology integration project like this. Uh, and, and it's been humming away in production now for, for over a week. And, uh, you know, my, my whole team, as as well as as myself came away from that whole experience so energized and so um, so happy to to have you know this te technological foundation to access to justice uh, be built off of the the Clio and Paladin platforms. Right, and of course the New York State Bar Association and uh, the people of New York that are using this service are very appreciative of the fact that Clio's used its 
superpowers to help us uh, provide pro bono service. So if someone is having uh, a problem with collecting unemployment, for example, and obviously that's a big issue that we've had over the last month, they can go to the the intake uh, application on it's located also on the New York State Bar Association's website at nysba.org. They can enter their information and they'll be connected with an attorney uh, who's volunteered to assist them, uh, who has also entered their information uh, on the same website uh, as a volunteer. So it provides, you know, a benefit to New York State citizens who are in need of of services, legal services, related to unemployment. We're talking about specifically because we've been overwhelmed by uh, unemployment claims, but uh, also other claims that uh, and legal issues that uh, many are having. They can go on the website, they can uh, complete the information, and then thanks to the, the technology that uh, Clio has provided, uh, they're able to be connected to an attorney who wants to assist them pro bono, which is just, uh, that's why we're here. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, you, you described the, the workflow perfectly. And, and I, I, I think it's, it's so exciting to see because the scale of what we're dealing with here, uh, we, we simply would not have been able to serve the the demand and the need that we're seeing with, with New York, citizens without uh, a cloud-based solution helping helping drive this and uh you know you're you're i appreciate your your mention around being you know thankful for the investment we made here the other thing i'll mention by the way is is we we feel a a deep debt of gratitude to you know the the new york state bar association uh at, at clio the the new york state bar association was actually our very first uh, bar Association to partner with us uh, to provide Clio as a member benefit to its uh, to its members, and and this was back in in 2010 that we we launched that that partnership. So we've been working with the, the New York City Bar Association for for over a decade. Has always been a phenomenal partner, uh, you know, to us and an early supporter of uh, of the cloud. And I think in that way. Uh, you know, 10 years ago with seeing the cloud as a way that their members could uh, could better leverage technology. I, I think the New York State Bar Association was visionary. And I think uh, the New York State Bar Association was was likewise visionary in um, in in how it approached this access to justice pro bono challenge. Right. Uh, you know, access to justice has always been uh, of crucial importance to the New York State Bar Association and, and attorneys in New York. Uh, but with the crisis that we're having now, we're seeing that magnified um, multiple times uh, because of the, the needs that uh, the citizens of New York have uh, because of this, uh, the coronavirus and the related shutdowns. People are having problems with their, you know, keeping their homes and their apartments. And uh, the New York State Bar Association is doing everything it can to try to provide assistance uh, in this regard and, you know, really trying to step up at this time. I, I think one of the other benefits is, and, you know, we certainly encourage all attorneys to try to uh, provide pro bono assistance wherever they can. 
But if you're involved in this program, uh, in addition to doing some good for uh, people that are in need, uh, you will also, as you've pointed out, get a taste of some of the services that uh, that Clio provides. Uh, and so, uh, you know, this might provide an opportunity, as as you've stated before, for attorneys to find ways to uh, serve not only pro bono clients better, but their 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 day to day clients uh, in a more efficient way. So yeah, that's, that's a right. nice benefit. It's a really nice uh, observation uh, that you made around, you know, this opportunity. We talked about experimentation uh, earlier in the podcast. If you want to dip your toe into what cloud-based practice management looks like and you want to do some good while you're at it, uh, go and volunteer on the, uh, the New York State Bar Association pro bono uh, assistance page and you'll get exposed to Paladin, you'll get exposed to to Clio, and you'll get exposed to uh, potentially a, a brand new way of serving uh, your other clients. Right. Well, Jack Newton, I, I want to thank you for your time with us here on Miranda Warnings. Uh, I want to thank you also for the work you've done uh, for the New York State Bar Association years past, and especially for the work you and Clio are doing uh, to assist uh, the New York State Bar Association with this uh, pro bono initiative that's so important in this time of coronavirus. Thank you, Jack, for being with us. Thanks for having me, David. Really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, it's, gr- it's been great. And it's obviously this is very serious uh, work that you're doing. We do have a somewhat lighthearted feature on Miranda Warnings that I think is uh, almost as important uh, in this time of lockdown and shutdown called music, book, or movie. If there's uh, something that you can share with our listeners that might help us uh, get through this time of, of uh, shutdown. Sure. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll name a, a couple of, uh, I'll, I'll name a book and, and a couple of movies. So I, I, I think, I think, one book I'd recommend is Online Courts by Richard Susskind. And I, I think what Richard does a great job of in, in this book is outlining an idea that I think we can apply to the legal profession more broadly. And it's this idea that courts are a service, not a place. And I, I think that observation in a, in a pre-coronavirus world was uh, was an astute one, but it's a it's a critical one for us to really embrace in the COVID nineteen era, and thinking about everything about legal service delivery as as a service and not a place. And our law offices uh, don't matter the way they they used to, and we shouldn't view that the fact we're missing them as an ability as a reason that we shouldn't be able to deliver uh, great service to our our clients and the the much needed service that our clients need need today. And, and this idea that it's a service, not a place is, is so, so uh, important. And, and maybe on a lighthearted note, I'll, I'll mention, uh, you know, one of my, my favorite movies that, two of my favorite movies that both have a similar theme, uh, Groundhog Day featuring uh, Bill Murray and Edge of Tomorrow featuring Tom Cruise, both of which feature somebody in a never ending loop of a day that they need to figure out how to, uh, how to escape and uh, Groundhog Day, you know, uh, a critically acclaimed movie. I, I think Edge of Tomorrow and underappreciated 
a little bit of a become a cult favorite. I certainly am a huge fan, a great, great action movie, uh, a funny movie. And I think both of those movies and this idea of, you know, the, the day that keeps seeming to repeat itself uh, resonates with, uh, I think, how many of us feel on a, a day-to-day basis uh, right now. Yes, uh, two, uh, two excellent choices that are, uh, I think, worth a, another look in this time of, uh, of shutdown. I'm going to mention one other book called The Client-Centric Law Firm, written by Jack Newton. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that plug, David. <laughs> you're welcome. I understand that that's going to be made into a movie soon, right? Uh, yeah, I want uh, Brad Pitt will play <laughs> will play Jack Newton in that movie. Uh, okay, yes. So but, I don't uh, want to don't ruin the ending for me because uh, and for our listeners, so they can watch the movie and still be in suspense. So. That's uh, that, that's great, and and thank you for mentioning the book. I I, I think you know the. Um, this idea of client-centered thinking, we, we didn't really get a chance to dig into it. Maybe we'll, we'll have to have a, a follow-on episode at some point. But I, I do think that as lawyers are thinking about how do they redesign their law firms, how do they redesign the way that they're delivering their legal services, the idea of being more client-centered and how you do that is, is, is going to be really key uh, in this uh, in this crisis. And and it's another opportunity to to just reframe how you're thinking about delivering legal services. I think that lawyers are rethinking a lot of things uh, while they're you're right on that. Where while they're at home and and if they want to think about their law firm, certainly the client centric law firm would be a book to 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 take a look at. So Jack Newton, once again, thank you for being on Miranda Warnings. Uh, uh, we appreciate your time and stay well. Thank you. You too, David. Thanks for listening to Miranda Warnings. I encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe to Miranda Warnings, a NISBA podcast available on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.